Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We thank you all for tuning in, and we're excited to be here for today's show. I've uh, got some good guests with me today, and we're going to be talking about CWD in Tennessee. We've established a new unit, the unit CWD. And we're going to get all the details on that today. I have Dr. Dan Grove, Wildlife Health Specialist uh, with the UT Extension and also the TWRA Wildlife Veterinarian and uh, the CWD Coordinator for the TWRA, Mr. Chuck Yost. So appreciate you guys for being with us. Glad to be here. Um, we're going to find out what the commission decided. We brought them a proposal and we've been uh, working on finalizing a season for CWD or a, a unit. And we've got that uh, figured out, and they've uh, passed it, and here we go, right? That's right. So uh, we're going to recap it right off the bat, you know, try to let everybody know what the new regulations are going to be, and, and uh, Chuck's going to get us through this. Um, but it's uh, the unit CWD. Tell us which counties uh, are in this unit. Yeah, so the, the unit is made up of eight counties, and three of those are positive counties where chronic wasting disease has been detected, and those are Fayette, Hardeman, and Madison counties. And it's also made up of five other counties that we consider high risk, and high risk counties are those where CWD, it hadn't been found there yet, however, it's within 10 miles of the county border, and those counties are Chester, Haywood, McNary, Shelby, and Tipton. Okay, all right, and then... Um, a new deer hunting unit was created. We just mentioned those those uh, counties. Uh, the first hunt in these in these counties in this unit is the three day August hunt. So tell folks about that. Yeah, that's right. And overall, the the intent of these regulations are to increase the harvest there of both does and bucks. Mm -hmm. And to, to begin the the August hunt, the three day hunt that folks are familiar with already. In this new unit, you will be able to use muzzleloaders in addition to archery. Okay, so that's going to be different from the statewide regulations. Uh, you folks in the other units, A, B, and L, is there a C? There's not a C. A, yep. B, and L will be the normal archery only, but in this unit you can use muzzle loaders. this new C, uh, unit CWD. Yeah, a couple more things on that hunt is that not only can you use muzzle loaders, but there will also be select public lands open, uh, which is, is different from the other deer units. Okay, and... Uh, there's one excluded property, right? Right. Well, there's 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 several, but okay. one is uh, most significant that that President's Island is not included right. in those lands that'll be open there. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure people know that that's a that's an awesome piece of property, but that's excluded in this. And another reminder is that this is an antlered only hunt. The three day right. August hunt remains uh, an antlered only hunt. Okay. All right. And then uh, the traditional muzzleloader and gun seasons in unit CWD will begin earlier. So, and we've got an image we'll show, we'll pop it on the screen for you folks to, to see it if y'all are watching this show. But tell us about this, uh, this season beginning a little bit earlier. Yeah, not only are they earlier, but they're longer seasons now. So your muzzleloader season will run from October 28th through November 8th. And that's, so it starts 12 days earlier. And then the gun season in unit CWD will be November 9th through January 5th. So that, that actually starts 14 days earlier okay. than the rest of the state as far as the regular gun season. All right. And moving on. Um, antlered harvest, in addition to antlerless harvest, 
was authorized during the January five-day private lands hunt. So that's uh, the last week of, of deer season. Uh, we're allowing antler harvest, correct? Yeah, so in, in Unit L previously, uh, there was a five-day uh, antlerless only hunt on private lands that that followed the regular gun season there. Now in this unit, unit CWD, that five-day hunt will will still happen, but you will be able to take antler deer in addition to antlerless, but it does remain as a private lands only hunt. Okay. All right. And then something else new, uh, never heard of this in Tennessee, earn a buck. Uh, this is be a, uh, some folks will be glad to hear this. Some folks maybe not, but earn a buck. Explain how that works. Yeah, so earn a buck is a is a great opportunity for unit CWD because it enables uh, us to to uh, encourage folks to to harvest more antlerless deer and antler deer. Okay. So the way this will work is is hunters will still uh, be allowed to harvest two antler deer without having to earn them. So just like the rest of the state, you start the season able, like to, able, able to take two antler deer. But if you wanna if you wanna harvest more antler deer than that in in this unit, uh, what you can do is you can earn two bucks. And in order to earn those, and you earn them individually, you have to harvest two antlerless deer and submit them for sampling. And that all has to be done in unit CWD. And if you do that, so if you harvest two antler two antlerless deer, submit them for sampling, uh, you're then entitled to an earned buck, and that has to be harvested in unit CWD. Okay. Do those does or those antlerless deer have to be CWD positive to earn that That's buck? a great question. No, they do not. Okay. So it's just if you uh, take an extra couple of antlerless deer, submit those, then you'll get notified by yeah. the TWRA. Yeah, that's the key know. is that you'll be notified. And um, and that, that part of that work is done through checking in the deer, mm-hmm. and that's still a requirement, obviously. So they check them in, uh, submit them for sampling, and then they'd be entitled to that and would re- receive notification. Okay. All right. Um, and then we got replacement bucks. Um, this is in case or if one is uh, harvested and comes back as a positive, positive buck, uh, we're going to have some replacement options. Yeah, that's right. So there's also the the option of a replacement buck. So, so anytime throughout the season in unit CWD, if someone harvests a buck or an antler deer, then if it comes back positive, then they'll be entitled to an additional uh, antler deer in in addition to their 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 basic limit of two. Okay. All Key right. thing to note on that is that that buck will not carry over past this year's season. So if you harvest a positive towards the end of the season and it, you don't get the result back, you you won't get that extra buck for this year. Okay. All right. And these regulations are subject to change, I'm sure, in the, in the following year. So those, all this may change year to year. So, yeah, so it doesn't carry over. That's right. And one other thing, Jason, about that is that there's, there's – there's no limit on the number of replacement bucks you uh, receive. Okay. However, we don't expect this to be a large number of deer, uh, just because the the criteria that that has to be met, and that you know you have to harvest the the first one, you have to get it tested, you have to receive the additional opportunity. So uh, I, I think I think a lot of folks are fearful that this that the replacement buck option because. 
because a hundred there's no limit to the number of them that they could earn that that would turn into this sizable amount and that that shouldn't be the case okay all right and then there's going to be some mandatory uh, mandatory check stations physical check stations uh in these uh in some of these counties so tell us about those yeah so and how that works yeah we're going to have two weekends where in uh, six of these counties hunters will be asked to check their deer in at a mandatory physical check station like we had last deer season in this area so hunters are asked to come to those stations and and check them in that way and then along with that our staff will be uh, collecting samples uh, CWD samples from those animals. There's there's a need, and this is all the unit CWD counties except for Hardeman and Fayette. Okay. So there'll be there'll be opportunities in those counties as well through voluntary uh, submission. Mm -hmm. However, uh, the mandatory requirement will only be in the six counties. And the the reason why uh, Dan, can, would you mind sharing why the emphasis on those six counties? Uh, yeah, basically uh, based on our sampling last year. There was low numbers that we had from that, and we're, what we're trying to do is define where the leading edge of the disease actually is. Um, we actually do anticipate that a few of those counties probably have positive animals in them just based on where we do know that we have positives right now. And so we're just trying to increase our sample amount in those counties. Um, and it worked pretty well last year to have a mandatory check. It's not nearly as extensive. It's just a couple of weekends, and mm -hmm. those are going to be tagged along with the opening weekends where the most number of animals are harvested. Um, kind of it's a a concept of get more bang for your buck on a couple of weekends also to be good to have staff out there uh, be able to talk to people answer any questions and things like that that they might have okay cool it's trying to find that uh, that boundary trying to know where they where they're going where they're at um, all this information we're going to have it on our website cwdintennessee.com uh, go there you can sign up for newsletters and stay connected with email updates and that kind of stuff um, but that's that page has a lot of information. There'll be news releases coming out as things change or as things are added and things come up. Uh, so just keep keep an eye on our website and also uh, sign up for that email alert. So that'll be good to have coming to your inbox. All right. So the goal of CWD hunting regulations is to increase the deer harvest, bucks and does, by empowering hunters to harvest more while targeting high risk deer. Uh, older bucks which are more likely to be infected so just explain i guess this will be for you dan the ultimate goal here with this with this new regulation uh ultimately we need less deer in the landscape is what it comes down to and the regulation changes were targeted at uh assisting with getting the age class of animals that are more likely to have the disease off sooner so that the disease doesn't spread um it's also timing wise with the early august hunt um the emphasis there is to get those bucks off the landscape potentially before they disperse for rut. Um, we do know that based on last year's data that our bucks, uh, adult bucks, have, are three times more likely than a younger buck to actually have the disease, and they're two times more likely than a doe to have the disease. Mm. Um, but just keep in mind that we did find the disease in all age and sex classes, but we're trying to try to keep the disease from spreading um, and so it's just a management technique to try and get some of those animals off the landscape sooner before they're starting to scatter and potentially spread the disease further. Um, and at the same time, you know, focusing on does, uh, being able to get more does off the landscape helps us decrease our population 
uh, and be, be a little bit more manageable in terms of preventing the disease from uh, the prevalence from increasing. So the number of actual positive animals on the landscape in Fayette and Hardeman counties, keep that number down. Right. You know, some folks will say, we're going to, we're not going to have any more trophy bucks. We're going to lose all our, our great hunting spots, our great, uh, great hunting counties. What would you say to that? And, and I know you've, you've um, witnessed this in other states. You've worked in other states and, and been on the leading edge of, of CWD research and all that. What would you tell somebody that has that concern? Well, we still have great quality habitat down there, and really the ability or the function of having animals on the landscape is is directly related to quality habitat. Now, if we had poor habitat, I'd say, yeah, that might be a potential in the short term. Long term, we don't really know what's going to happen in any of the states that have CWD, but in the short term, I would anticipate that our population is still going to be able to reproduce and have good quality deer hunting. Um, in the face of the disease, it's just a matter of disease dynamics and fighting disease don't necessarily go hand in hand mm -hmm. with uh, managing deer for a very specific type of animal. Um, and so it's just trying to find that balance and, and still prevent the disease from spreading and the prevalence from increasing. Okay. And these, these regulations that we've, we've mentioned before is, is science-based and data-driven. So we're, we're, we're not just making this up and pulling it out of our hat, you know, and, and uh, we're working to... Uh, do what's best for the hunter, the sportsman, and and the deer population. I think. Yeah, as a whole. Yep. And yes. we there's we'll always need more data. Is what it comes down to. Is um, as we implement these management changes and things, we need to be able to measure those. And so we're going to constantly continue to collect data. Uh, we're not giving up on anything at any point in time. Um, and the management is pretty much going to be probably for the rest of our careers, if not further. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably here to stay. So we got to. Keep researching, keep working towards the towards a good end or a good outcome. Uh, tell us about the carcass export and wildlife feeding restrictions, Chuck. Give us an update on that. I mean, it hadn't changed, I don't think, since that other stuff since they were implemented. But just update people on that. Yeah. So those. <clears throat> glad you mentioned that because sometimes when we talk about the changes in hunting regulations, we tend to forget about the carcass exportation restrictions and the wildlife feeding restrictions. So those those went in place uh, soon after we found chronic wasting disease in these areas, and those still apply to those eight counties. Um, so if hunters harvest a deer in those counties, there's there's specific ways that uh, they have to process those animals before they leave. And then the, um, the the practice of placing corn um, for feeding or mineral licks are, are prohibited there to keep animals from concentrating and, and increasing the amount of transfer and disease. So the and, the and then back to the carcass exportation restrictions. That's you know these the, unfortunately these areas are impacted and we want to keep that from uh, spreading and we want to protect the other areas of the state. So those that's why those regulations exist so if you're if you're if you're in a high-risk county there uh, if you were to to leave those counties then you would need to, to debone that animal for example if if you came to west tennessee or to hardman county and and hunted and say you're from knox county and you're going to travel back home you would have to debone it and do different things uh, to, to meet that requirement before you left that area that's a positive county. Yeah, that's that's a positive county, and the uh, so so if you and if you're if you're in a positive county, 
it, it applies, but also if you're in a high-risk high risk. county. Okay. Now, there's some intricacies between the two, a little bit of change, and it's not something I'll try to explain here. It's better referenced on the on the website or in the hunting guide. Okay. And, and remember, if you're hunting out west or anywhere else, uh, there's restrictions on bringing deer back to Tennessee, period. Can you hit on that? Just to yeah, yeah. So if you if you hunt in any other states and you're going to bring animals back to our state, there are carcass exportation restrictions, which happen to be the same criteria that they be deboned and have clean skull plates and different things like that. Yeah. So that's on our website, uh, tnwildlife.org, um, and in the hunting guide, and that'll be coming out soon, the new guide. Uh, so um, watch for that. Uh, no changes were made to the deer hunting regulations for counties outside the unit and CWD. We've mentioned that, but uh, just realized that we're on a, a different rotation for season settings now. It's every two years. Is that correct? That's right. And yep. uh, just because of this special unit we had to create and, and uh, deal with, we've had to implement some changes this year, but it's normally on a two-year rotation. Uh, so, But nothing has changed from last year's regulations in the other counties and other units, right? Yeah, and uh, and another thing that could easily get lost in this is, you know, these counties traditionally have been unit L before this change. Okay. And and you'll recall that outside of that August hunt, the three-day hunt, outside of that, the antlerless harvest was three does a day, and that still applies to these counties. So that's uh, that's something that remains unchanged for the area. Okay. Three does a day. And then, yeah, okay, cool. Um, can you talk about how we're working close with ag? I know we we work hand in hand with those guys out there and, and uh, tell us what we're doing with those guys. Yeah, so we had a, in, the, in the early days we had what we call an instant command structure and we had an instant management team where we were working with them. Uh, gosh, we were we were meeting several times a week mm-hmm. and giving status updates. So uh, through, throughout the response, which I I see the establishment of these hunting units as kind of pivotal point in our CWD history to where we, we, we sort of transitioned from a CWD response to now CWD management. So just wanted to recognize that. But throughout that response, we've been working closely with the Department of Ag, and there's been a USDA component as well. And it's mainly focused on planning and, uh, and then also policy development. Mm-hmm. So just like we had a rule, uh, we had an emergency rule and then a, a rule that our commission passed, and, and now we have these, um, a proclamation we call it, which is establishes the hunting regulations that is all based on uh, the foundation of that rule. The Department of HAG has similar, similar policies and rec- regulations that they've developed, and we've been in constant conversation and, and, and working together on development of those. Uh, that's that's been the bulk of the work. That communications work on CWD, uh, you know, they've got they've they've got a set of stakeholders that's that's different than ours, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make sure that our messaging is is clear and, and consistent. So a lot of communications work, a lot of planning work, a lot of policy development. Cool. All right, um, we've got a little uh, quite a bit more time here, and I want to make sure we don't miss anything. Anything that we haven't hit on that you want to hit before we? I want to reiterate the the regulations for that new unit but anything that we haven't talked about that you want to hit on one thing i think that gets lost with all these talk about regulations and rules and everything um we still want people to be able to keep their trophy animals if they want to harvest a trophy animal there's just a few more restrictions on it 
Um, and you can still get a shoulder mount. It just would have to be done within the unit by a taxidermist within the unit. Um, our surveillance efforts that we're going to be doing down there and statewide this year, um, they're enhanced, we had already started an enhanced surveillance program. There's been multiple opportunities for people to uh, either take a, take a head to a freezer location if they want um, and dro drop it off. There'll be instructions there on how to mark the animal and label the animal. We have taxidermists and processors within the zone that we're cooperating with that we're getting samples from those animals also. So we're just trying to provide um, opportunities for people to get their animal sample if they wanted to, but also create opportunity for our, uh, for the agency to be able to, to do the surveillance that they need to do to be able to keep track of the disease and monitor the disease. And that's in conjunction with that uh, mandatory check weekend that we talked about. So there will be sampling opportunities outside of those check weekends. It'll be av available through most of the uh, open seasons that we have here in the state of Tennessee. That's good to hear. I, we hadn't heard much about the freezer locations and drop-off place, things like that. So that's good to know. Yeah, no, another thing I'll add, and it's it's uh, specific to the August hunt okay. in, in unit CWD. Some folks have been curious why with this this change in the august hunt and the potential of harvesting more bucks and the potential of harvesting some older age class bucks that may otherwise have not been harvested is why why we're not having the mandatory check station days that weekend where we are uh, at the opener of uh, muzzleloader and gun okay and and the it's there's there's several several pieces to this but one is is that it's such an early season, and it's, and it's going to be warm weather. And we're, we're concerned about asking hunters to travel to a mandatory check station that could be several miles away. And the time that'll take and the impacts that that could have on the, the quality of the meat or the quality of the taxidermy work or you know whatever they plan to do with that animal. We don't want to compromise that, uh, so we're concerned about that. But we also have, you know, we'll have the sampling drop-off locations if hunters want to utilize that for sampling. We also anticipate that a lot of those animals will go to a taxidermist mm -hmm. um, because they, they could be trophy, right. trophies. So More than likely. high potential for that. So we anticipate those going to taxidermists, so we've made arrangements with the taxidermist for them to do the sampling. Uh, and then in case none of that works, if a hunter needs to have a sample taken in each of those counties, we're going to make it so that a biologist can be contacted uh, as kind of a last-ditch effort if they need sampling, and and, uh, and we can be responsive to those hunters. So we I, in summary, we, we feel like we, we're going to cover that weekend well already. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to provide that service in several different ways, and we're concerned about you know uh, the quality of the meat and that sort of thing so we just thought best to to target the other weekends instead okay all right sounds good i <clears throat> i keep looking down and seeing this statement the resulting increase in harvest from the the unit cwd hunting regulations will help with the overall management goal of keeping cwd from spreading keeping keeping the number of diseased deer in the affected area to a minimum and reduce disease rates where possible. I think that's a pretty bold statement right there. That's that's the that's what we're trying to do. So let's recap um, what's going to happen in this unit one more time before we run out of time. Um, a new deer unit, deer hunting unit called Unit CWD has been um, put into place and includes what counties, Chuck? Includes the positive counties of Fayette. 
Hardeman and Madison, and the high-risk counties of Chester, Haywood, McNary, Shelby, and Tipton. Okay. And then there's a three-day hunt in August, sometimes referred to as the, the Velvet Hunt, uh, but it's a three-day hunt in August. It now includes or can use muzzleloaders in this unit, right? That's correct. Uh, you can still use archery equipment if you want to, uh, and the rest of the state is archery only, correct? Correct. The traditional muzzleloader and gun seasons in Unit CWD will begin earlier. Right. So explain that just a little bit. Yeah, so they'll, they'll start earlier. The muzzleloader starts 12 days earlier, and the gun season starts 14, early, 14 days earlier than the statewide uh, seasons. And, the you know, the rationale is probably obvious, but it's to harvest more bucks and does. So okay. that'll help with the overall efforts. All right. Antlered harvest, in addition to antlerless harvest, was authorized during the January five-day private lands-only hunt. Uh, so tell them about that real quick. Yeah, so it was limited to uh, antlerless deer before. We want to give the antlered opportunity, and uh, so we've done that. And throughout the whole year, there is an earn-a-buck option for unit CWD. That's right, up to two per hunter. And the way that you earn those is by harvesting two antlerless deer, submitting them for sampling, checking them in. And then uh, if you request it, we'll, we'll notify that hunter that they have an additional buck that they could harvest in unit CWD. So do you have to request that you want to be a part of that program? Well, through the check-in process, okay, you'll, they'll, you'll be prompted to answer the appropriate questions that gotcha. would qualify for you for those opportunities. Okay, nice. That's GoOutdoorsTennessee.com is where you'll check your animals in if you do it online. might be a little different at the check stations. but Keep in mind those does have to be harvested within the within this unit CWD right. in order to be eligible for those earn-a-bucks. Correct. Everything we're talking about is inside that unit CWD. Replacement bucks. If a hunter harvests a positive buck, they, are, uh, they have a chance of getting a replacement. That's right, and and uh, just like the iron a buck, it would since since we're talking about the 2019 2020 season, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 iron a bucks and the replacement bucks that are earned will only be good for the 2019 2020 season. Uh, a difference between the two iron a buck versus the replacement bucks is the iron a buck you're limited to, to two of those. Mm-hmm. The replacement bucks you can earn as many as as you qualify for. Right, as long as that sample comes back positive, you'll be eligible. Um, okay, and then mandatory check stations. Hit those, please. Yeah, so those, again, the dates of those are November uh, 2nd, 3rd, and then November 9th and 10th in all of those counties except for Hardeman and Fayette. All right. I think we've covered it. Anything else? Oh, that's all I got. Y'all are silent. Okay. Yeah, one more thing okay. I'll say is that uh, uh, hopefully it's clear without saying it, but the 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 – we talked a lot about goals and these are very very important goals for the future of deer management in Tennessee and deer hunting and to accomplish these goals it has to be done by the hunter the hunter is the one that's capable of doing this because this is a fairly sizable thing chronic wasting disease uh, in Tennessee uh, is is significant Mm -hmm. and it's going to take the hunters efforts to be successful in management so we're that's that's what these regulations are are set up to do is to set them up for success all right well said chuck appreciate you dan thank you thank you
you. Thanks. Uh, y'all do a great job and do great work. Remember CWD and in Tennessee.com for all the latest up information on that. And you can sign up for emails and be updated in your inbox. But just uh, keep coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And this is Tennessee Wildcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.